tell, yeah. tell us what you're about. This place is cool. I got some boots on. Yeah, my name's uh, Mike Luttrell. I'm the owner of Pittsburgh Performance Institute. You got the uh, the compression boots on right now. So basically, Pittsburgh Performance Institute is just like a one-stop shop for athletic performance and recovery. We wanted to have a place that covers like 100% just recovery. Like a place you could go after the gym, after you get done working out after you get done at a stressful job, whatever like whatever it is you need like to recover from, like we have a modality for it. It's badass because yeah. there's no place really that I know of in the in the area anyway like this. No, yeah, that's and that was like the motivating factor for me to want to open it was there was just no place that I could find cuz I always wanted this to exist, you know. So there was just no place I could find that had the modalities that I wanted or other than like cryotherapy or chiropractor, just a place that you could just go to and get recovery, there was just nothing. So after like a year or two of frustration about that, I just decided, you know, like let's just do it myself. Yeah. That that's where the best shit comes from is your own desire yeah, for yeah. it. So yeah. I, I love that man. And um, uh, you know, you mentioned to me that your background was in ultra running, ultra marathon. Yeah. Did I butcher that. Because I don't know anything ultra, about running. Ultra run, yeah, ultra running, ultra marathons, uh, anything over a marathon distance okay. is technically considered an ultra. And a marathon's 26. 26.2. Yeah, so, I know that much. Like, a 50K is 31 miles. Uh, that's, like, the first distance, basically, after a marathon that you might, like, see. And then... Okay all the way up from 50k to 100k to 50 miles to 100 miles to 200 miles to uh, there's timed events where there's just like a high school track for 24 hours how, how long can you run in 24 hours cool. uh, it, it's like all encompassing from road to trails to mountains to basically any type of running I imagine that becomes more of a mental game than physical after a certain point, right? Yeah. Like you have to like kind of be kind of fucking crazy to want to do that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> crazy is the right word. I wouldn't. I mean, I like it. <laughs> I like crazy. That's what I built my business on. Is yeah. Crazy. So. Um, I think. It's almost entirely mental, if to finish like if, like I, if yeah. you have some type of like athletic ability like you're just not just sitting on a couch for a year. For like your whole life and you have some type of like cardio mm -hmm. you could probably finish a 100 mile race i believe it um because the thing is is you're just it's just pain so the pain just gets to a point that it's like unbearable and you just have to kind of like push through that um as long as there's no like injuries or like stomach issues like there's a whole bunch of things that can go wrong and will go wrong in an ultra so you have to kind of it's like balancing Blisters, balancing pain, balancing stomach issues, balancing mental issues, all of that kind of like they like. I've been running, I ran a like 100 mile race before where I was like so sure that it was over. Like the race is done, like I messed up, I pushed it too hard, like there's my legs are shot, I'm not gonna be able to finish this race. To, to like, go into an aid station and like drink a cup of soup and then like the aid station workers be like you get out of here you have to go to the next one and then okay. somehow my legs start working again and like it's like oh well, I'm not really done it's just like my body is trying like my, it's like your body's like trying to get you to stop right 
and like your brain is trying to get you to stop but like you just if you can just push through that then it's like okay like i guess he's not stopping so we're just gonna have to do this now you have you have no choice yeah, like, you give yourself no choice yeah you know and that's the thing like your brain will try and stop you like like even if you go out and run like two miles like the first like 10 minutes your brain's like this sucks stop running why are you running this hurts like my feet hurt your ankles hurt knees hurt Fuck yeah. and then and then it's like the brain's like oh i guess he's not gonna actually listen to us so like we, we're just doing this now and then like all that kind of goes away it becomes your new threshold yeah you i know. know in a way i'd be scared of that <laughs> because um so if i'm if my brain allows me to finish a uh, 100 mile race and then it's like well every excuse you make for anything else you want to quit is just no longer valid so like you yeah. have to hold yourself to that high standard like i think all the time you find yeah. yourself in that oh yeah for sure well, um not that that's a terrible thing but i just probably be constantly at war with myself i mean well there's times yeah. like it's kind of a good thing too because there's times where you'll like pull on that you know yeah um in life where it's like well like work like because life gets hard sometimes you know and it's like things don't go your way and it's like well Last time I was in a position where like everything seemed to be going wrong and like I thought there was no way I was gonna be able to like take another step, I ran another thirty miles up to that. You know? So um, but it also can it's like a double edged sword too, because I my last hundred miler that I ran, I DNF'd, which means stands for uh, did not finish. At mile fifty I I got heat stroke, um, was stuck at the aid station like while they tried to like cool my body off and by the time they like got my body to where it was cool enough where they felt like comfortable allowing me to continue time was up um so then like it's like that will mess with your head more where you're yeah or like the next day it's like wait did i really like did i really have heat stroke or did i quit you know um where because you're like because you know that like the body can push through so much so it's like cut because at the time it seems like yeah definitely was the right decision then the next day like well i don't have heat stroke right now like my legs don't hurt as bad right now like did i make the right decision you know so like that's like kind of balancing like those two sides of it sure that's some badass warrior shit (laughs) i mean at least you get to tap into that part of your psyche or that part of your body that you know how many people just aren't even familiar that that even exists within them yeah i I would venture to say like 80 to 90 percent of people yeah yeah it's true um so especially you talk to some people who quit uh like their day over yeah like somebody cut them off in traffic so i mean they're done. <laughs> yeah and they're, they're, that just gives them the right to be shitty for like the rest of the week sometimes you yeah know, because yeah. one little thing goes wrong so it's yeah. good, always good to have that perspective and um hey amen if you built your business based on that with that mindset in mind and what you wanted to then yeah i think this is really fucking cool well, thank and you. I respect, I respect the fuck out of you for that, man. And um, why don't you uh, tell me how you got into that whole ultra running thing in yeah. the first place? So I was doing bodybuilding, actually, which isn't like the normal uh, running story. Like most people don't go from, because I know like when I was bodybuilding, like cardio was like the enemy. Like that's the joke. It's like, sure. Yeah. Twenty minutes on the elliptical. Like is that Spanish for something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, like. No, I was, yeah, it was literally just, like, cardio was walking on a treadmill for 20 minutes. Um, Slight incline, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, if I was prepping for a show, then it was incline. It was cardio with, like, it's walking on an incline for up to an hour. Yeah. And, um, so I was doing competitive bodybuilding, I was, like, decent at it, like, 
On an amateur level? On an amateur level, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Like, I think the best ever place was, like, third place in, in like, a regional show. Awesome, man. And, like, I was, like, wanting to do better, like, wanting to compete at a higher level, and at the same time, like, kind of coming to terms with the fact that, like, I don't have, like, the genetics to compete at that next level. Uh, And, like, bodybuilding is really hard on your relationships with your friends on your relationships with your family like my whole focus every day was when is my next meal when am I going to the gym like what's it was just 100% like bodybuilding 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 so like my wife would be like hey we're gonna go out to eat with our friends and like I'm not going out to eat with our friends like I have a meal to eat like I'm not going to TGI Fridays, you know. Like yeah, and then if you do, you're the dick that asks like, "What oils is cooked in? How much salt?" Yeah, is yeah. Or well, like I would order. take it to the extreme of like, I'm, I'll, I'll go, but I'm bringing my own food. I've done that. Shit. <laughs> I'm straight up done that shit. I did yeah. the same thing, man. I totally empathize with this, man, because uh, when I first started my fitness journey, I thought it was, you know, I was telling you before, I was like a 100-pound kid, and I thought I was going to be Mr. Olympia because yeah, I yeah. gained like five pounds of muscle and got addicted. And that was my plan. I was like, hey, I'm just going to fucking be a bodybuilder. And then you realize, like, three years into it, ate all this tons of food, tons of money, Tons of opportunities missed because, like you said, I had to do yeah. legs the next yeah. day, so I'm not going out tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Or like, like my somebody would be like, "Hey, we're gonna go do this in the morning." It's like, "Why?" Well, That's like the time I go to the gym. Like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> like, your whole like, day. Okay, I need to replan my whole day so I can get to the gym. Um, which, like, I think is all good. Like, it's all, that's all good. Like, it's good to eat clean. It's good to go to the gym. It's good to work out. Absolutely. Uh, and it's good to have something that you don't compromise on. Because uh, I, like, got a lot, too many people compromise on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, it started taking its toll. And, uh, like, I was trying to go up in weight class, and I'm eating, like, 10 meals a day. And, like, I'm, like, force-feeding myself by the end of the day. Like, Terrible for you. Shoving yeah. food down my mouth, like, gagging on the way like while it's going down and uh digestive systems totally inflamed for like yeah yeah and uh I was, and then it was like why am i doing this like i'm not gonna go pro like uh, and if i do i'm not gonna win mr olympia you know like right. it's like so i'm just doing this so that one day like next year i can get like a plastic little trophy and that's it and get like a stage shot um so i started just kind of like not really like like kind of just falling out out of love with it, um, and I don't know. I had this like feeling of like looking for something else, or, like wanting something else. Like I was just wasn't feeling like satisfied from just going to the gym every day, doing the same like workouts every day, like picking weights up and just putting them back down. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking. And it was like. I don't even know what podcast it was or how I heard of it, but this guy was talking about running 100-mile races. Uh, And that was something where I didn't know that was even a thing. Uh, Like, I thought marathon was, like, the top, like, of, like, human performance, like, was a marathon. Um, And so this guy was talking about 100-mile races, but he wasn't talking about it, like, the way, like... I don't know, I, I had, like, a complex against, like, runners, you know? Yeah, I, I kind of still do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
but the way this guy was talking about 100 mile races it was like it was more of like a romantic kind of of right. like pushing through like like kind of like what we talked about with like that mental aspect of it and like pushing through like pain and like how hard it is to run 100 miles in a day and like right. i was like that's really fascinating to me True. so I, and it just by happens like happenstance like i'm scrolling through it like instagram you know and then there's a sponsored ad for an ultra marathon on my phone like yeah. after like i said the, i think like i had mentioned to my wife like there's this guy that runs 100 mile races and like i think i want to do that one day i didn't like ask my wife like do you think i could run 100 miles and she's like probably so uh, <laughs> yeah you know my wife has been like the most supportive human being in the world uh yeah, yeah, man. so I, like beautiful. i because I, I found this ad and it's like 31 31 miles in the mountains tons of vertical gain and climbing and descending on trails like not like a entry level type race mm-hmm. so i sent a picture to my wife and i was like do you think i could do this and she's just said back yeah so i was like okay i'm gonna All sign right. up nice. uh had like had zero cardio in the bank like went out for a run with like a mile and like couldn't finish it uh oh, shit. And the funny thing is like it's like i think a week after i signed up for that race my my parents live in chicago so i went and visited them and like told them my plan and then like i went out to do like a mile run and then like, came back like like looking like i was gonna have a heart attack yeah. and i remember my dad being like maybe you shouldn't <laughs> like maybe you shouldn't do this maybe like, you should wait. he's like yeah. it's like 31 you have to do that 31 more times like can you do that like i don't think you can do that and how uh, much did you weigh at this point not to interrupt you just to... uh, like 215 okay yeah, yeah so that's pr- i mean that's pretty heavy to run 31 miles <laughs> yeah, yeah man. i was i think like i'm pretty sure i was definitely like the biggest guy yeah. at the starting line that's kind of bad <laughs> yeah. uh but it was it's like a joke now with my wife about how like like we like like she was like the only one who was like yeah you could probably do it like even my dad was like you probably shouldn't do this like, <laughs> like typical dad yeah. uh, but like he went like he went like oh, yeah, he, he cool, went man. to Vermont and like and like crewed Vermont, me man, yeah nice, and crewed yeah. me and then like saw him and like I'm, and like finished and he helped me finish so like that was really cool too but yeah so I went to Vermont great dude. ran this race like I remember I had like that first experience of like. It was like twenty eight mile twenty eight or something, and like my legs seized up and like started cramping, and I was like rolling around on the trail, and like some guy came up to me like, and he's like, "What's up?" And I'm like, oh, "My legs are cramping. I'm like, my legs are shot." And he's like, "You're almost there. <laughs> like you can do it. Like he's like, you have so much time. You could just crawl, and still make it to the finish line." Uh, so he's like, "So good luck." And then he like took off. So, like just basically like hobbled my way to the finish line crossed it like i think it took me like seven hours and 20 minutes um i think the cutoff was eight hours so i finished and then immediately i was like i want to do another one really yeah yeah like that like i couldn't walk for like two weeks after that (laughs) my legs were like i think my longest training run for that race was like nine miles I was gonna ask, how was your training going into your first race with like coming from bodybuilding, being two fifteen and running thirty yeah. miles? Yeah, it was basically like I would run like this one mile loop around the block. Yeah, and then like I I would like have a really hard time with that, and I remember one day thinking like I was like I just need to run like a long run, so we lived in McKee's Rocks and it was like five miles to Station Square. So I just ran to Station Square, and then I was like, well, I have to get back. So I ran back, and, like, this was, like, with, like, almost, 
no, not a single run longer than a mile. And I, so I ran like 10 miles that day. And I was like, oh, I can run for, like I can run far. Like it's possible. And then that I couldn't run like the next three days after that because my ankle was all messed up and like everything else. But like it like solidified that in my head of like, oh, it's easy. you can run far distance. Like it's not impossible. Going back to it's all mental. Yeah, exactly. Mental. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, after that it was like, when's the next one? I did a hundred k after that. Um, Your next one was a hundred. You went from thirty to a hundred. So yeah, hundred k. So it was like sixty two miles. Oh okay, hundred k. Yeah okay. I'm, yeah. I'm a meathead. <laughs> yeah. So it was like sixty two miles after that, and uh, that race was. That's still double what you literally double what you did the first time. So. Yeah. Well, it was funny back then because I was like in such like, I just didn't know anything, so, I remember like my first hundred mile race, like going into even that fifty k, I was like, I wonder if I'm gonna win. Yeah. Like, like you know, it's yeah. like, I'm like, I don't know anything. Like, I don't understand, like, like and, like, the guy that won it did it in, like, four hours, which, like, I still probably couldn't run that uh, that race that fast That's to this insane. day. Yeah. And, like, now that, like, I'm a little bit more, like, involved in the sport and, like, I've experienced a lot more, I see, it like, how ridiculous I was, like, the first year of my running career because I was just, like, signing into races that I probably had no business being in. And, like, like my first 100-miler, I was, like, I'm probably gonna break like sub 24 hours which is like a really like big threshold for in the ultra community is running 100 miles in 24 hours and like I think I took me like 32 hours and like that was that whole race was just a giant like pain train um but yeah it was cool in the like starting though because like you had just like that being naive and not knowing any better so it was just like, yeah I'll just do it I did 50k I could probably do 100k like oh I did 100k I'd probably around 100 yeah. you know like that fine line between like naivety and confidence <clears throat> yeah, you yeah, when, yeah. You're a, when you're a beginner like you yeah. can't be full of self doubt but you can't like with fitness and shit like the more you know like the less you know exactly so if yeah. you like knew what you knew now you probably wouldn't have done what you did in the beginning that's that's so true with, with fitness and nutrition and like yeah. everything like Oh, uh, yeah, the more you know, definitely the less you know. Right, so for it's kind sure. of a double-edged sword. You can get yourself into, like, a hole with that. So there's yeah. something to be said for. And that's, like, my advice to a lot of people. A lot of beginners is, like, and you can, you know, whatever I publish on my website for advice and what I tell my clients in real life, I'm like, just fucking do something. Yeah, Like, exactly. don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about how many grams of carbs you're eating before you step foot in the gym. Like just, just go, yeah. just do something. And then we can talk about all the logistics and all like the, what you can and can't do and what's optimal and what's not. But at the beginning, you just gotta get one foot in front of the other. That's the funny. That's that's so true. Cause a lot of people would come to me, like, especially when I was bodybuilding, and yeah. they'd be like, "We write me a diet plan. Like, we yeah. tell me what to do in the all gym. The time, yeah. Like, should I follow like this diet or that diet or this diet? And it's like, dude, just eat a little healthy. Like, you know what healthy is. Like, you don't need me to tell you." to eat yeah. chicken, rice, and broccoli, and like not eat a pint of ice cream every night. No, like you know. know like what's healthy and what's like McDonald's and like pizza and all that BS that you're putting in your body isn't healthy, so stop eating it. And like you haven't worked out in five years, you haven't eaten healthy your entire life. Mm-hmm. Just eat, a, like cut out sugar and cheese and go to the gym twice a week and your body's gonna change. Right? Or like, drink more water. Yeah. I started exactly. there, too. I'm like, how much fucking water do you drink, man? Yeah. You know? And go from there. It's like, are you going out every single weekend and drinking Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Because, like, that's going to be a reason, too. You know? 
and so like many things. you don't need a super complicated like macro breakdown if you're just trying to like get introduct like get started you know right. like like yeah if you're trying to get down to like five percent body fat like we can start like cutting carbs and like doing like different things but yeah you don't uh Justin's <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't need to like your body's gonna change just do the little things now and like yeah if you want to get down to get shredded yeah. then then that's when you need to start like counting it down to like the gr- the gram of carb but like until you get to that point like just just do something just move exactly. like move every day drink water and like don't eat pro don't eat processed bs and you'll your body will like reward you for that by like losing weight and you'll feel better and you're you probably will have more energy true and even the more deep the deeper you we get into things like we're a little bit more advanced I know I'm speaking for you but I you know um, myself personally too a little more advanced in our fitness game in, in this stage and sometimes I find myself getting caught up in shit I shouldn't be getting caught up in or getting worried about so reverting back to like the basics like is never a bad thing oh, like, yeah, just remind sure. yourself of just stay hydrated just eat the best you can well, even, like, in, when getting into, like, with running, yeah. you know, like, the shoe, like, shoe companies spend so much money on advertising making you think that, like, do I need, like, those $250 pairs of shoes to run better? Like, no. <laughs> you think you do. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, like, no, just, like, keep doing, like, keep doing your tempo works and your, like, intervals and and run, do what you're doing, and you're, you're going to get faster by doing the basics, but, like, it's like, oh, I need, like, the top of the line this or, like, the fancy new thing here or, like... The watches and the rings yeah, and yeah. the monitors. And it's like, man, it's just, it's just a game. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. They, the whole fitness industry is... It, they create problems that you didn't know you had to try yeah. to sell you shit. Yeah, and that's been... Especially with opening this, like... Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know, like, you probably experienced it, too, but, like, you open a business and then, then like, every other... Like every salesman in the world like just comes out of the woodwork to try and sell you something absolutely uh and it's been like a hard time here because like we want things that like i know work that are like backed by science and backed by research and then like people will come to you like you got to do this thing and like it's awesome and i'm like well what like have you done this like what kind of research do you have and they're like this guy did it for like five days in a row and he felt great and it's like that's <laughs> not, like that's not a scientific study right, right. <laughs> you know like People want that fast solution, though, man. Yeah, and yeah. that's why people come up to you when you were bodybuilding, hey, write me a diet, you know. Yeah. They, they wanted you to tell them, like, man, what you really got to do is eat this one thing, and that will change everything. They don't want you to tell them, dude, it's going to be hard. You got to, yeah. like, eat super healthy, and, like, it's not fancy, and it's not sexy. Like, yeah. nobody wants to buy that. No, no, but people don't. in today's day and age, I think it's refreshing when people say that and that's what I try to do yeah too, it's like just I'm not trying to sell you anything fucking fancy like it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard work man it's, yeah. it's boring it's monotonous sometimes we just got to do it if that's what you want yeah and you know sell the attitude you know I think sometimes like the fancy like I know like doing some type of fasting or like some like keto diet stuff playing around with that all that has really done is taught me that like a lot of times when I'm eating I'm not eating because I'm hungry and like I'm not eating for mm-hmm. the right reasons uh, so like playing around with things like that can if you have the right perspective and don't look at it as like this is gonna cure my whatever or this is gonna be like I'm gonna go to keto and I'm gonna get a 12 pack and like that and then that's the only reason I want it because 
I, like I've done keto, I've done like paleo, I've done eating clean, I've done everything. And what you really see is that like most of the time I'm eating because I'm bored or like I'm eating bullshit because like I like had a rough day so I wanted like I'm gonna have a cheat meal on Friday because it's been a rough week mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's like or I like it's oh it's 10 o'clock I'm gonna eat now even though I just ate at 8 mm-hmm. like, I'm not really hungry but like I was just like oh I have a lull right now so like it's a little boring so instead of doing like working on this like report that I need to write or like yeah. mopping the floors oh, at the shop good. like I'll eat I'm gonna go eat like some jerky right. <laughs> you know right. like yeah. like so like a lot of time when you eat like you don't you gotta like learn those things when you like take like are you eating because you're like you need to eat mm-hmm. are you using food for fuel or are you using food to like fill some type of thing in you yeah and that's especially for me it was coming from bodybuilding just um created a weird relationship with food and diet and I'm sure you I'm sure you can attest to that too and it's like where I like to start my clients with with diet is just building a good relationship with the foods you eat and like have a reason as to why you're eating them yeah exactly. not just I'm shoving 10 meals a day down my throat to get big and like <laughs> there's a huge difference sometimes between looking good or looking big or you know looking like a bodybuilder and being healthy yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, and I think it's sure for the general public or like the people that aren't into the fitness game as much as we are, they think that there's no difference. Like, they'll see filthy on the cover of a yeah. magazine. Like, that dude might be the healthiest dude alive. Look at him. He's probably like one of the unhealthiest dudes alive. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and they and you know, they they see like the the fitness people on Instagram yeah. and like oh this guy is so shredded and so jacked and like it's because he's taking this supplement like no it's not (laughs) they're taking something yeah like like he's like like this the the stuff that the people are pushing on you like half the time they don't even take it like and like and like if they are taking it it's not the reason why they look like they look you know like yeah um and even like and like with that's with bodybuilding and fitness and like running you have that too you know like true like people will try and sell you something and it's like that guy isn't running isn't breaking prs because of the shoe he has on well, is this <laughs> michael jordan wear his <laughs> yeah, underwear yeah yeah fuck no michael jordan's probably getting his dick sucked in milan and yeah, <laughs> like well, that was there was a funny right now, you know? funny thing in the uh in like the marathons i don't follow marathon too closely but there was some guy that ran for new balance and he got caught wearing like Nike shoes that he had like painted Dude. over like New Balance. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like, that's funny. Even like, yeah, like he's pushing you to wear like this New Balance shoe, but like he's really not wearing it, <laughs> you know? Because like, yeah, that's so funny, dude. How did um your nutrition change from bodybuilding to running, or did it change when you made that transition? And yeah, how is it? How is it now in comparison to what it was then? So I kept it the same initially, uh, just cut back on like the meal frequency obviously um but like i was still eating like chicken sweet potatoes rice vegetables um same sources just less frequent yeah and then and then i fell into a trap that i think a lot of people fall into when you're doing like long distance endurance stuff of like i'm burning so many calories i can just eat whatever i want no there's that Um, so i fell into that trap and like was eating tons and tons of candy and uh, like junk food and like pizza glycemic carb 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like all day long, like oh, like I burned four thousand calories on my run today, so I'm gonna eat pizza and wings and mm-hmm. candy all day and like all that, you know. And then like started getting like fat, you know, <laughs> like like which is crazy. And I remember thinking like, how am I like getting fat when like I'm like running like seventy miles a week right now, and it's like. Well, like calories matter. <laughs> like, Spiking your water sugar all <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. day. Yeah. Like, like so. Um, basically, like now, I just try and find like a balance of like eating good and, like, like I said, like I know what I should and shouldn't eat. Um, we all do. Like I think <clears throat> if you go into the fridge right now, there's like a piece of like sea bass. There's a chicken breast. There's a salad, and then there's like two sweet potatoes and an avocado back there. And like that's what I'll eat today while I'm at work. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I usually will balance that with, like, going into, like, a keto or, like, intermittent fasting. Just to try and, like, reset everything. And Because uh, I think that helps me for long-distance stuff is getting my body used to burning when there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel like that can give me an edge, like, in a race, you know, where, like, my body has a different fuel source than just sugar. And even mentally too, like yeah. going into like intermittent fasting, which I'm playing around with now, and um, you know, coming from bodybuilding, when you have to eat every two hours or three yeah, hours yeah. or whatever, and like, you know, you probably panic if you were late for a meal, like yeah, yeah, yeah back at, back in the day, well, yeah, thinking, yeah, well, you're like, you're like, if meal. I don't eat this meal, I'm gonna lose every single muscle in my body. It's gonna just start eating itself right now, <laughs> right? Uh, and, uh, it always, I'd always hear like meathead voices in the back of my head, like the demons, like uh, missing a meal, you'd rather miss a, a day of training. Like, it, yeah, you know, yeah. like you, I'm sure you've heard that, right? Like it's more important to eat this meal than it is to even like lift yeah, weights like that the, day. Yeah, like the anabolic window. <laughs> right, yeah, which is like pretty much bullshit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, I think, has that, has that been confirmed that that's bullshit? I, I'm yeah. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure too. Like, I mean, like, I think, I think it almost has to be just because there's so many guys like it, not it following It sounds ridiculous it. if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, what the intermittent fasting did for me mentally was like, you know, I'm not I'm not eating for like 16 hours at first. That's like holy shit. I don't know if I could do that, but like yeah. after you do it for two days, you're like, oh, I'm fucking good. Like, yeah, well, it's just like anything yeah, too. I'm like good. you because yeah. you'll use the first day you do it. Yeah, that hunger comes, and then you don't eat, and then it goes away, and you're like, oh, I got like it's a. Like, I went through that. Yeah, like oh, I don't need to eat. Like it's just like. My body's used to getting food right now, so it's like, hey, feed us, and then you're like, no, and it's like, oh, okay, he's not gonna feed us, we're fine. Yeah, we'll be hungry for a little bit, but yeah, like, like yeah. everything, like, you know, pushing through a 100-mile race, like, your pain is temporary. Yeah. It will pass, you will be okay. And the, and the bo- like, your body and your brain pull tricks on you all the time to try and get you to do things. Oh, man, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the, the <laughs> biggest obstacle of the day is getting through that, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, you know, kind of, we were talking about earlier getting your mind that strong can kind of become your enemy too yeah because you know what you're capable of and i always go back to like man how much did i leave on the table right there like how much more was i capable of and that's not even even in the fitness sense like a a lot of it is in the gym but like even outside of the gym too it's like man did i do everything i could today to like better my position in the world and better my company or better my relationship or anything like that it's like did i quit because like my brain told me like that was enough or that I know that that was enough. Yeah, exactly. You know, I go yeah. through that every fucking day and I'm sure if you can run a hundred mile race, your mental fortitude is beyond well, there's mine. That, there's that saying, a saying that most people quit at 40%. Yeah. 
Right. Like, I'm sure they do. Yeah. So and like yeah, that fucks with me. Does it? All the time. <laughs> me too. Um, like, did I really give my all? Because even on like a super hard workout, or whether it's in the gym or like running, mm-hmm. where I'm doing like a like a really fast paced like hard workout on like running, the second it's over and like the pain goes away, it's like could I push a little harder there? Like, did I give in to like the pain or like? Was I at my threshold? Like, was I not at my threshold? And then it'll mess with you. And then, like, the other thing, too, is, like, some days I don't wake up at 5 in the morning. Like, I sleep in, and then I miss my workout in the morning, and then I have to go to work. And so I, like, make it up that night. But that whole day, my head is going, you're a worthless, garbage human because you didn't, like, you had that, like, moment of weakness and you came to it and, like, yeah. you're just a total piece of shit because of that and like recognizing like like okay like yeah we can't let that become a pattern but right. we're human sometimes we're gonna sleep in sometimes it's definitely a balance yeah it's all balance yeah. everything is man and um that's yeah I, I meditate in the mornings okay I, I started that about six months ago i haven't missed a day nice i'm up like 20 minutes and um which is like i started at two minutes and that was like for a chaotic brain like mine torture yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Just to sit still and breathe, and you know, we could talk about breath later. I'm sure that has a lot to do with your running, and you know, I didn't know how to breathe the first fucking three probably years that I was working out, you know. But meditations help me with that. It it helps you like kind of um, balance things out and real and put things into perspective. If you sleep in and miss your morning workout, yeah. like you know what, man, like it's gonna be all right, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah. you know. But whereas before, when I wasn't meditating, that was not a thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't have that, it's going to be all right. Like, it was like, I'm either all in or I'm all out. That's just kind of yeah. how I am. So if I miss my workout, then I guess I'm going to start drinking tonight. Or something, <laughs> you know what I mean? and, it's uh, like, I might as well just eat McDonald's today. Yeah. Because like, not, nothing else matters today because I missed my workout. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'd like to send that message to people. It's just like, it's, it's going to be all right. Try as hard as you can. Not everybody's fucking, uh, you know, David Goggins. Well, yeah, you know, and and I think it's, too. It's okay. I mean, I don't. I think he probably fucking sleeps in every once in a while. I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> you, you know, he just like might not say that to yeah. sell books. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too, that and too. like, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, I think the important thing is not letting it just derail, not letting anything just derail your entire day. Yeah. Um, whether it's oh no, I slept in or I missed my workout or like. Karen brought donuts to the office and I ate a donut. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, (laughs) fucking Karen, man. Always. Uh, But, like, yeah, that thing happened. But, like, it doesn't need to just ruin the rest of my week. Right. You you don't have to punish yourself and put you in a worse place than you were before you even started. Exactly. You know, you always want to be healthier for the choices you make, not worse, not worse off. You know, you don't want to go to the gym and gain weight or like be in a worse mental place you want to lift yourself up which yeah. is, comes with the importance of recovery too you know mm-hmm. to bring it back to what where where we're at right now especially is like you can kill yourself you can crush it every day in the gym but if you don't recover that's pretty much worthless yeah it might be doing more harm than good yeah exactly you know um, so the um, the importance of recovery is uh tend to be overlooked by by me especially it's like i just kind of like to just grind it out and then, you know <laughs> well I think that's a lot of people that are like I'll, you know. I'll be fine like, right you know but, like yeah the, 
I'm really like sore, but like I'll just push through it or I'll just take a rest day. Right. Uh, and I like my first introduction to recovery was I was doing, I was bodybuilding. I mean, other than like, I, I do remember like in high school playing sports and like coaches being like, hey, try and like eat a salad before the game. <laughs> like don't eat McDonald's. Uh, yeah. Or like, hey, like you guys should try and stretch before you go to bed. Like stuff like that, like um, which things. is like real little things. Planting like, the seed, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I remember bodybuilding, and I was with this like old school meathead guy, and we would go like he he would put me through like the gauntlet, on like and like it would be leg day, and we would do like super heavy squats, super heavy leg press, super heavy deadlifts, and then like a hundred or something. Extensions. sets of extensions yeah. and leg curls that's, that's and everything classic just like torture yeah it yeah. was like and then like you wouldn't be able to walk when you were leaving the gym something cool about that but something so stupid about that at the same time yeah, yeah. oh that was it, it was awesome yeah like, it, it was so awesome. it's, it's so awesome but then like yeah. leaving you're like i can't walk like my, i'm so much pain yeah. and this guy was like drink water today mm-hmm. that was like his was recovery his, his recovery plan was the days you go harder just drink some like drink an extra cup of water something to because that because you're yeah yeah, yeah. definitely is definitely valid yeah but it's that's it's baseline. that then, that's yeah baseline. that's just like yeah you should drink more water when you're doing harder things like because your body's going to be burning through more stuff and it's going to be using more electrolytes and you need to replenish your body yeah that's where i got though in my introduction to recovery was him saying stuff like that so i would do it i'd drink more water whatever and then thinking there's got to be something else I can do, you know? And then it went to, like, on the way home, stopping at a gas station and buying a 20-pound bag of ice to take an ice bath. Nice. Then, you know, I switched from that bodybuilding coach to a guy who was a little bit more... You had a coach and everything. You were you definitely Yo, yeah. were, you were yeah. deeper than I was. So yeah, I didn't ever had a coach. I was shout out. Trying to be my own one. Shout out to Team Loud. Let's do it. And Derek, because uh, he would... He was the one who was like, you should be stretching. And he'd send me, like, stretching videos and different things. Uh, he's a great coach. Where's he at? He's from Pittsburgh. I, I don't, he lives in Florida now. Okay, but good. he does, like, he has, he has people all over the place. Derek, yeah. thank you for your services in the, this community. Shout out to all the, everyone at Team Loud. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's where, like, the little, like, seeds started getting planted of recovery and all that. And then, like, buying a foam roller and foam rolling, you know? Yeah. And, uh buying a foam roller and then just putting it next to the couch for six months and never using it. Just having it. I did the same thing. Foam rolling and yoga were my introductions yeah. to recovery. Yeah. And uh, and then with running, like, yeah. I started getting introduced to modalities like compression sleeves. and. These are awesome, electric. by the way. I've yeah. had these on <laughs> this whole time, and I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you go to a race and you try them on and, the salesperson comes over and gives you the whole speech and then gives you the price tag and you're like, I can't. Yeah. Like one, I can't afford that. And two, if like I spent that much money on like a thing, another, like my wife would see it as just another cost of Mike's running, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like, or like another cost of Mike's bodybuilding, whatever it is, you know? Uh, So that's got me thinking like there's why, why isn't there a place I can go use these things? Like the pros have them. Like, you see people on social media with them, uh, and just thinking, like, man, there's got to be a place that you can just go, like, that has compression boots and has, like, a place for recovery, you know? Mm-hmm. And 
and there just wasn't. Uh, so, Unless you're in New York or LA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and I found like when I wrote the business plan and started like look, I was like, I gotta really, really make sure there's nothing else here that I'm not just an idiot, <laughs> you know. There's that. And uh, and like there wasn't, but then there was like, oh, there's a place in New York. Oh, there's a place in like Colorado. There's a place in Arizona. There's a place in LA. Like. So these things do exist. They're just like Pittsburgh just doesn't have it, and I was like, well, Pittsburgh should have it, and I'll just do this myself if I have to. That's awesome. Man. Um, yeah. yeah, it comes from your want, your desire. So then, therefore, it is totally legit. <laughs> and if it helps people, which it has to, that's that's all you can ask for, really. Yeah, exactly. Cause that was like, I think everyone, anyone who works with a coach or a trainer, they're gonna tell them like, you gotta take a rest day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, 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 since opening this, pe- I've, I've been surprised how many people have been like, what do you mean there's something I could do to enhance my rest day? Or like, what do you mean there's something I could do to help my body repair itself from that workout? Um, and I've been like really surprised. I was really surprised initially. Of like, wow, nobody really even knows that like a rest day isn't just like, I'm just not doing anything today. Right. I mean, you know, right, like, yeah. Um, because even before, like, I had access to all the modalities and all that, like, a rest day it was still, to me, it was an active day where, like, I'm going for a walk or I'm going for a hike or, and I'm stretching and I'm rolling. Like, maybe I'll do yoga that day. Like, whatever it is. Work, work on posing or something. Yeah, body yeah. yeah. Like, because the body doesn't, like, not moving is probably one of the worst things you can do for your body. For sure. Even, maybe the worst thing you can yeah. do for your body. I mean, when I used to work construction you could tell the guys like the old guys on the crew you could tell which ones went home and did yard work and worked around their house and went for walks right. versus the guys that went home cracked the beer and sat on the couch every right. all night right. and then went to work in the morning and did it all over again because the guys who just sat on the couch every single day after work they were like they had a hard time getting in and out of their truck their backs are hunched over they're in pain constantly they're always complaining and the guys who like took care of themselves we're like keeping up with the 20 year old laborers, you know? Yeah. Uh, so like that's really was an introduction to me of like how important movement is and how important it is to not just sit still. It's a huge message, dude. And then recovering from a hundred mile race the next day, the most important thing you can do after running a hundred miles is to walk. Get the blood and get, yeah, exactly. Get moving around. So when you like a coach tells somebody like take a rest day today, that's kind of, what I've been trying to like preach to people or preach or like tell people is like that's you should look at that as like I like I'm an active participant in like my body recovering today so whether I'm going to come in and put compression on or I'm going to go for a walk that day or I'm going to do yoga or I'm going to do the new calm system for an hour like whatever it is like I'm going to be an active participant in helping my body recover because that's what your body needs I like that dude yeah that's a good way to look at it. That's super cool. Um, what would you say is the, uh, well, for somebody that um, maybe doesn't know a whole lot about recovery, which is kind of weird even to, like, recovery has been has become an industry. Yeah. Right now. Like, the yeah. word recovery is, like, it, it means something different than it did three years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's really crazy. And uh, you're on the cusp of something here. It's badass. But um, for somebody that doesn't know much or, like, like us at the beginning, stretching, drinking water was yeah. recovery what is like the number one thing they can do to get started or like what's the baseline 
you know, just above stretching and drinking water, what's the next step, you, do you think? I mean, I think the next step is this. Like, Word. it's all these modalities that we have here. Because uh, all these modalities have different purposes and different, like, they can be used in different ways. So the compression, like, you have on your legs is really good for, like, improving your recovery, helping with muscle soreness, helping the body repair itself, flushing out the inflammation, mm-hmm. flushing out the metabolic waste in the muscle. And then we have other things like ice compression, which are more a lot more targeted to like a specific joint or a specific body part where it's like, oh, I tweaked my knee or something. Like it's not injured, but like it just kind of hurts today. Inflamed. Yeah. Put ice compression on it. Or like a base, I think the baseline is like the new calm. Cause like. Explain what that is for those yeah. who don't know, please. So. I want to do this. For sure. I'm going to come <laughs> back and try some new calm. New calm. Right. The crazy thing is no one's ever heard of new calm. Right. And. I had never heard of Newcom until about a year ago, but they've been around for 20 years. 20 years? 20 years. They went commercial 10 years ago. Wow. Um, That's impressive. Yeah. And they just have zero, they don't have a marketing budget. They spend zero dollars on marketing. They're just all just like, this is our thing. It's cool. Like, this goes back to the punk rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah. shit, dude. Fuck um, yeah. But so basically what it is, is it's a system that puts your brain into theta. Okay. So you put it on. You put headphones on, you put a mask over, and you like just go into the recliner here, and you just basically are like, I guess I'm gonna try and take a nap. And then you go into this weird lucid dream state, your brain goes into theta, um, your, puts your body into like the most restorative stage of sleep. So a half hour session is the equivalent of four hours of deep restorative sleep, and your body and your brain can just repair themselves and heal themselves. <clears throat> so really good for like if you're not getting enough sleep if you're stressed out if you're and like even that saying like stressed out and like stress like there's a whole bunch of different ways that your body gets stressed out that like we don't see as like like stressed out isn't just like oh like finances are tight right now and I'm like worried about that or like there's anxiety or like there's so much pressure that my boss is putting on me to perform at this level but like even going for a 10 mile run is stressing your body out. Going to the gym for an hour is a stressor that you're putting on your body. Mm-hmm. Like not sleeping enough is a stressor that you're putting on your body. Drinking a cup of coffee is a stressor that you're putting into your body. That's like why you get more focused and more alert is because the caffeine is stimulating your flight or flight response. Sure. So we're always, always in a state of stress, in a state of flight or flight. Just the way we live our lives, like driving on the highway, speaking exactly. of in traffic, huge yeah. amount of stress for yeah. your body, probably. Yeah, yeah. you like we are in flight or flight almost all the time without, and it's just kind of like our baseline. So that's where like new calm gets you out of that flight or flight mode, puts you into your parasympathetic nervous system, which is where you can relax. And like the craziest things happen when your body's in a state of like total relaxation. Like you get blood flow in areas that don't normally get them you'll feel like you're floating because like you're get your circulation is so good that like your limbs feel like they're le- they're like floating in the air because there's so much blood flow in them uh and like your body is able to repair itself and heal itself and like i was surprised because i thought when we opened this we were going to get ex- like a bunch of athletes like a bunch of serious athletes weekend warriors marathon runners bodybuilders all that and it's really I don't want to say the opposite, but well, 
it's really you will though maybe yeah you know we will, you will and we have people. like we've gotten a bunch of serious athletes but the majority of people have just been and especially with the new calm is people who just want to break almost like they come in they put the new calm system on and they're like i'm just able to like right. go away for an hour and then and like not have to think not have to deal with it just like r- totally relax and just be away well dude how many people are fucking sleep deprived yeah, everyone. I mean, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Even like us, we can talk about how healthy we are. I can tell you right now, I don't get enough sleep. I never have. Yeah, I mean, even, even I, though I work on it, I actively like try to go to sleep earlier and wake up a little bit. Like I try to, and I'm sure you do too, man. Uh, it's just so hard, and to get something like that that will simulate sleep. I think that's that might be the best supplement there is. Like, could you imagine if they sold sleep in a pill? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's basically what it is. That's basically what it is. Um, that's, a, that's incredible. Cause, and the thing is, it doesn't even stim- simulate it. Like, it puts your body into a state of, a stage of sleep. Okay. So, it puts your body into theta. So, and theta is when you not go to sleep, your brain cycles through theta into delta. Delta is dreamless sleep. Theta is where dreams happen. Theta is, uh, if you've ever been, like, falling asleep and you're, like, on the cusp and you like feel the waves like, like coming stuff. over you yeah. yeah and then like your wife maybe asks you a question you're like oh so close to my sleep yeah, yeah, yeah. that's theta yeah, uh, yeah. So, and it puts you in there and it holds you in there um, that's so fucking cool. yeah uh, like people have come in and done an hour and then if you, I've had people do two hours before and they come out and they're like they're like it's not been more than 20 minutes and it's like, yeah, it's been two hours. <laughs> but, like, it's like the day spa from Zoolander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're in here for 20 minutes, but it's three years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's cool. You need to try it, man. That's, uh, everybody, that's the, that's huge. That's so beneficial. And as the older I get, the more I realize like how important sleep is. And it's just like the best thing for recovery because like you said, of all the stressors that we put our body and put ourselves through, like growth happens when we recover. Yeah, like, exactly. A lot of people don't even understand that growth happens outside of the gym you tear your body down in the gym all that stress you grow and recover when you're not in the gym yeah you know the other 23 hours of your day is what makes the difference yeah and if your body is has a whole bunch of other stress that it has to deal with when it gets out of the gym right it's then it's not going to have the resources to be able to put time into re- recovering the body simple as that man. yeah and um even like you said you expected a lot of top athletes to come in here or whatever. Maybe the you know the the everyday person that just wants a better recovery, a better rest, or just uh, more educated on how to be like less sore from their workout or anything like that. You know those people might become those athletes because yeah. of a place like this. Yeah, and that's important to recognize too. Yeah, and I honestly like I love those people that like Same, when they come in here too because. That's, that's I feel like they they just get so much more out of it. It seems like you know, because because they don't have a release. Like I get a release on a run or in the gym or whatever, like working out. Mm-hmm. And somebody who doesn't work out and is just constantly has stress, 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 mm-hmm. not sleeping and more stress. When they come in here and they new calm and put the boots on, like when they come out of it, like that's like they just got all the benefits of like like all that release that I get from going and working out every day mm-hmm. they just got all of that in like that half hour session you know so and that's a beautiful service yeah, you yeah. to people yeah I just say listen to Slayer but <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you yeah um over training versus under recovering 
What are your thoughts that's, on that? So that's probably like a super controversial. Yeah, because yeah, we're going there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people are probably gonna have a whole bunch of opinions on this. Absolutely. Be like, and you know, I have my own. I'm sure you do too. But yeah. it's, I think it's an important conversation. I mean, to have because I, I think I one of my favorite, one of my favorite top, like my favorite sayings is. There's no such thing as overtraining, just under eating and under sleeping. Mm-hmm. And I would add under recovering um, because that's the truth. Because what overtraining is, is you're putting too much stress on your body than it can handle. And if it's the reason it can't handle that is because it doesn't have enough fuel and it doesn't have enough recovery. So if you're getting enough sleep, if you're eating enough, uh, if you're new calming enough, because maybe you're not sleeping enough. <laughs> yeah, man. Why not? then like then your body can put up with it um i mean i know it can because i've like the pudding. <laughs> yeah you how many um races have you done at this point eight pretty impressive dude yeah and how uh how many have been 100 milers uh, 300 milers that's killer dude yeah that like straight up is impressive and like you know I, I, you know, it might inspire me to maybe try to do something on a small scale and start there. You know, I totally, I totally respect that, man. And uh, if you didn't have the recovery techniques down, I don't think that you could probably pull that off. Yeah, but that's you know. the thing where, like, it's like, you know, people say overtraining. I promise you, you're not working out hard enough to overtrain your body. Right. <laughs> I, I agree with you. You know? I agree with you. Like, that anyone like if if you work a nine to five and then you're going to the gym after work or you're going for a run after work or before work or whatever, you're working out maybe two hours, three hours a day at most. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna worry. You don't have to worry about overtraining. You know, like if you were perf- like if you were full time job is running and you're running or working out five hours a day, six hours a day, then like yeah, you need to be eating a lot of food and sleeping a lot and then maybe you need to be worrying about am I overtraining or underfueling but i think people use overtraining and not this is where i'm just going to get like on a on a soapbox and this is where people it, are sir. definitely going to a lot of people probably aren't going to like what i have to say I love it. but i think overtraining is a word that people use in a, as an excuse to not do more uh, and I'm like, oh, I'd love to go work out right now, but I don't want to overtrain or you know, like oh, I'm gonna take it easy today because I don't want to overtrain and like well you're not going to overtrain working out four days a week. <laughs> you know? It's like, just simply not going to happen. Yeah. You can work out every single day and not overtrain. Did uh, you ever think you were overtraining during any of your like race prep or just anything? Have you ever felt that? The one time in a 100-mile race, or like mile 65, when my legs really, really hurt and like they weren't really responding. Mm-hmm. The reason they weren't responding was because I wasn't getting enough calories in. Uh, I was throwing up a lot that race. So my legs weren't responding. So it was running was like nearly impossible. Walking fast was about like my top rate. And I was walking to the aid station that was like three miles away with every intention of quitting because this race was in January. I had ran a hundred mile race in October of that year. Okay. And then I had ran another race. Like I had like probably four races in like a five or six month period and one of them was another hundred and I was on a second hundred and my mind went you just pushed like you did too much you know like the body your body probably hasn't even recovered from the last hundred miler and like you're just asking too much of it and that's why your body's falling apart and that wasn't true I just needed (laughs) I just needed some more calories and I needed to 
it was like 40 degrees because I was in the desert. So, so I needed to warm my legs up and I needed to get some calories. And then I ran out of that aid station at like eight minute mile pace. Fuck yeah, man. So, so that's what, you know, even if your legs aren't responding and you're puking, you're still not overtraining. You're just under <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like people who, if, I just don't get, like, if you go, you're, you're, you're doing, you're working out in the gym every single day. You're lifting weights every single day. You're doing two leg days a week. There's people who run a marathon every single day for 50 days in a row. Yeah, or Ironman training. Yeah, yeah we were talking I mean, about like, John Joseph. The other yeah, day. John Joseph. There's, like, countless people. So many, yeah. like, you're not close to pushing your body too far. <laughs> yeah, our, our bodies You are can do a lot more than you think you can. Absolutely. And the body can take a lot more than you think it can. Especially if you have your recovery down and you have to eat right. I mean, if you don't yeah. eat, then your body has nothing, so you, it just catabolizes itself. Then, yeah. you know, then you can't. But that's not ever true. But that's I even think not. then, like you, you could you could push it for like six months probably before the body broke. Oh yeah. You know, like. Oh yeah. I mean. You might not feel awesome. Yeah, you're not gonna feel good, but the body can, like, the body can do way, way more than we give it credit for. And, like, the body can push through way more than most people think it can. You know, like, I've had, I had, I've had coworkers be the one night. Like, it was, like, zero degrees outside. And they're like, you're going to go for a run? And I'm like, yeah, I got, like, my schedule. I got eight miles on the schedule today. So I'm going to go run eight miles tonight after work, and it's going to be negative 10 degrees. And they're like, that's not healthy. That's not good for you. And I'm like, sitting on the couch eating fuck pizza is not good for you either. Like, Straight up. You know? balance like like, like if and and like yeah it's probably not good for you because you every night after work you go home and drink a beer and eat pizza if you went for a run you probably would die if it was like <laughs> 10 degrees outside Start somewhere but like you know like i've been running all winter long my, my body and my lungs are used to the cold and as long as i take the right precautions i'll be fine and i was fine society sets us up to make us weak man especially today's exactly days, you got to think about what we were actually built to do what yeah. we were programmed for, what our bodies can't handle. Like, we were built fucking huts in sub-zero climates for, <laughs> you know, hundreds of years. Yeah, and, getting you know, chased by fucking bears and yeah, saber-toothed tigers. with our bare hands and shit, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, we're, that, we didn't change that much, society changed. Exactly. You know, we, we still have all those weapons. I feel like people just need to, uh, you know, you don't need to take it to a dogmatic level. You don't need to run 300 miles, but, yeah. you know, you can get your ass outside and go for a walk if it's cold. Well, that's where I think it's so you know. cool, though. Like, a lot of people give social media, like, a super bad rap, and, like, it can definitely be bad. But the oh, one yeah. cool thing is, is, like, I follow guys who are, like, 50 years old killing it and look yeah, like they're 30, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, yeah, like, people will be, like, well, if you're, and, like, you're getting into your 30s now, like, your body's going to start breaking down and, like, you're not going to be able to do what you used to be able to do. And it's, like, well, tell that to, like, the – three 50 year olds that I follow on Instagram who are running every single day and lifting weights every single day and just crushing it. Like so many people, you know what I mean? Like it's like that you, like you can't just sit there and tell me like, like when you get to whatever age you need to stop working out and then do that. Like, no, it's terrible advice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they want you to believe. Like like when that, like as you get older, you should do less. Like I think like if anything, you should be doing more because you're, you have even all these years of, if you've been starting working out when you're in the, your teenagers and then as long as you stayed healthy and you don't have like a chronic injury at 40 your body should be like the strongest it's ever been 
your body will adapt to the demands you place on it. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, spe said principles, specific adaptations to impose demands. So if you're, the only demands you place on it are, you know, what's Domino's number <laughs> and, you yeah. know, what to watch on Netflix, then your body's going to adapt to that's what you're going to have to do for the day. So you're yeah. going to look like that that's all you have to do. And the cool thing about our body, though, is that that guy can put the pizza down, get off off the couch, and a year later run an ultramarathon. But that's the hardest thing is the muscle in between your eyes, man. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, that's the, the mental muscle. That's that's what will get you off the couch and into the mountains and run. And that's what some people, I mean, myself included, I mean, everybody struggles with it, but it's like, that's what I want to try to get people to tap into more. Like yeah. Help, help with, you Well, know? I, I think people are it's like hard. too afraid of feeling uncomfortable, of discomfort. Yeah. Um, like I, I know people who don't want to be uncomfortable for a split second during the day you know like whether it's like they don't want to be cold for 30 seconds like they don't want to be uncomfortable at any moment of the day and if they do like it's like the end of the world um and you know like discomfort there's a lot of benefits that come with being discomfort with come with discomfort Stress. like growth your body can't grow unless you're putting a bunch of discomfort onto it. And um, I think people seek comfort too too much. And like, yeah, like when we were cavemen, we probably had like this drive for comfort. So like to try and like survive basically, because mm -hmm. we were literally living in caves and we were hunters and gatherers. So when we would seek, when we would find comforts, we would seek them, mm -hmm. but that like, you don't need to be comfortable every second of every day, you know. Yeah, it's bad for you. Yeah, it gives and you a false sense of security. Well, I don't even think it's false sense of security. It just makes you weak as a person. Exactly. Like, yeah. not even physically, mentally, it makes you weak. If you're constantly comfortable, like you're gonna, you're you're not gonna be able to handle the discomfort, and the discomfort is gonna come because life's not easy. Word, preach, brother. I love, <laughs> I love that. No, that's that. I mean, I need to hear that. Yeah. I think everybody can benefit from hearing that, man, yeah. and, and stuff like that. It's hugely beneficial. When you're feeling unmotivated, what what do you do? What's your go-to to get you motivated? Or do you not even feel unmotivated? Um, I felt unmotivated this morning. Both, like, Straight up? We had the, we were, like, the people listening, this podcast was scheduled for 8.30, so I woke up today... I think the I set the alarm for five with the intention of running before this podcast, and then that alarm went off, and I was like, "Man, I do not want to go for a run right now. It's cold outside. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's dark outside. It's cold. I don't want to do this." And I was like, "I, I was like, oh. so I snoozed till like five forty-five, and then, I don't know, I was just like, man, you guys have to get the fuck out of bed and go do it, or you're going to fucking hate yourself the rest of the day. Where's that? The mental you know? war. The mental <laughs> like, war we play with. Yeah. Simple as that, man. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. Like, it's going to suck, but, like, it's only going to suck the first five minutes of the run, and then you're going to warm up, and you're going to be fine. Do you listen to music? Depends. Depends. What's your, when you do, what do you like? Well, so, like, I'm huge on music. I'm a huge music buff. For running, I need something that can just zone me out. Okay. So, 
like I'll listen to weird stuff when I'm running, like folk music yeah, will zone man. me out. I love music. Techno will zone me out. Okay. Um, if I'm doing like a hard run, I'll need like some type of like faster beat. Okay. Or I can't really run to gangster rap. Like I could lift to gangster rap <laughs> and metal. Gangster rap in. <laughs> uh, like hardcore punk metal and gangster rap, I can lift weights too, but I can't run to them. Okay. Uh, I need just some type of music to zone me out, or even like a podcast that can just make my brain go somewhere else. But I think I try and like a lot of, I try and do like one or two runs a, a week where I don't listen to anything so that I can't, so I don't have something else zoning me out and I have to like force my brain. It's a meditative thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And I love pr- that. I do a, I do like a moving meditation on some runs where like count to, I take three conscious breaths. And then I do like three things that feel good to in my body. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'll, like my legs feel good, lungs feel good, and my stomach feels good. I don't feel like I'm gonna throw up. Right. And then three conscious breaths, and then I do like three positive affirmations in my head about the run. Like I'm gonna stay positive. So you do physical meditation when you do your run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's beautiful, man. That's awesome. I try to do that too. Yeah, that has been huge. Like, cause. It's really easy to zone out and just listen to music and then mm-hmm. push through the run and a hard run can be a thousand times easier. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if all you're doing is running three miles a day because you want to be healthy, like, yeah, listen to music. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, like, when you run 100 miles, you can't listen to music the whole 100 miles, <laughs> yeah, you know? it would be terrible, I think. I think you would develop a shitty relationship with the music. Like, <laughs> I just want to get this, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, 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 there's a lot of times where it's like music doesn't even sound like I'm, it's like you're in so much pain. Like I don't even want this. Yeah, yeah. this doesn't help. Uh, and so you kind of need to have that experience of like no music. Badass. Mental meditation, and then and that mental meditation will put you in a flow state where that run will just fly past. That's awesome, man. I need to because uh, I don't know if, if you followed our um, Death Comes Lifting has a or I do them all playlists on Spotify and Apple Music and stuff and. We always like feature yeah. different artists and like I change them up all the time and I have like different genres but I do not have a cardio playlist so maybe uh, that's something can we, can, we, we that. can collaborate on yeah and yeah get a cardio sure. playlist going yeah you should check out the uh, the Spotify playlist there I will I take pride in them we're, we're big music buffs here well, I wish <laughs> we had more time to just talk about music honestly because you know that's whole half of what we do oh, is about yeah. music and shit but um that's awesome man do you have a um I guess so what's your training like now so, like, what, what, do you, what do you roll with now? So, for training, for, yeah. so my plan right now is to run 100 milers in February. Okay. It's a 100-mile race in New York in the middle of February, so it's kind of... That'd be, that'd be brutal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be uh, cool, though. That's pretty badass. And What's the cool that? thing is they do it in the winter and in the summer, so the plan is kind of go up there in the winter, try and be competitive, mm-hmm. and see like, if we can get a podium or a PR and then go back in the summer and try and like do even better. Awesome, man. Um, so that's what you're prepping for now? So that's what I'm prepping for now. We'll see how it goes with the, with, the, with the business, and my wife is due with our child. Probably by the time this podcast is released, like my, my son will be here. That's so there's a bunch of factors there that will determine it, but if it all goes according to plan, I'll be running in February. So right now I'm focused on a lot of speed work to try and get the speed in my legs so that we can be competitive okay. come February and be on the podium. So a typical week for me usually is an easy 
we'll start it on the my rest day will be like right now it's like Tuesday is my rest day mm-hmm. so we'll start the, the week there so Tuesday rest day Wednesday will be some type of speed work whether it's like an interval run or a progressive run where I'm running every like a progression is every mile is faster than the last mile so eight like an eight ten mile run start off at like 9.45 pace, then 9.30, then 9.15, then 8, then 8.30, then you're just yeah. getting faster and faster and faster. Gotcha. Or an interval where you're running a mile, easy pace, running a mile, like marathon pace. Gotcha. So that would be Wednesday. Then Friday will usually, or Thursday will usually be some type of like long run. Uh, like today is Thursday, so it's 10 miles today. Okay. Then Friday will be another type of speed work like hard run where we're putting like pushing the pace running fast getting into that anaerobic zone i was just gonna say try to test your different systems like your cardio your anaerobic so like a a long run or like a recovery run will be aerobic and then like a speed work would be balance going between aerobic and anaerobic um then friday will be yeah so friday would be another anaerobic session saturday would be either a long run or some type of cross training like i like doing like mountain biking or some type of biking for cross training. Saturday would be, that would be Saturday. Sunday will be a long run. Monday will be a long run. Take off Tuesday. And then lifting weights, doing some type of like cross training with like weight training. Yeah. Probably three times a week, four times a week. Awesome. That's great for your cardio too, I would imagine, just to switch up the system. Yeah. Well, that's been good for like all the imbalances that I have from From bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, good bodybuilding, you look like you're super strong, but if there's zero function to it... Oh, yeah, man. Terrible. So, I've been trying to build up, like, the functional strength and build up all the stabilizers and the hip flexors and the core and all that. Awesome, man. So, that's where, like, my main focus is for the weight training now. Fuck yeah. Well, that's what I'm all about, man. So, if you ever need anything, let me know. And, you know, obviously, more than willing to help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, uh... All right, Pittsburgh Performance Institute. Uh, where can we find it? Where it's your social, all that stuff. Plug yeah. it before we before we get out of here and tell yeah. people what's up. Yeah, so we're located in Robinson. We're right across from the mall in Robinson, right in between All Star Grill and Puff and Stuff, which is a cigar shop. So we're right in between them. Amen. Up in get your like, wings, get your recovery, get yeah, your and yeah. your fucking cigar, and we're good. Yeah, so there's you can get, have all your vices and then recover. Yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're right in Robinson. Also, Guitar Center over here. Yeah, yeah, Robinson. we're right back to Guitar Center. Awesome. And there's a couple of gyms. There's not many gyms in Robinson. Uh, yeah, no, there's not. You got you got a good spot there. It's very beautiful. It's very awesome. And um, you just uh, are you Pittsburgh Performance Institute on Instagram? Uh, so Instagram, it's Pit under dash performance. Pit under dash performance. Okay. Facebook, you just search Pittsburgh Performance Institute. Website's pittsburghperformanceinstitute.com, and you can book online through the website. It's super easy. Just There's a button, book now, click it, bring up every service we have, the cost of it, and you can book it right there. Awesome. And, of course, walk-ins are welcome. Awesome. You heard it here first, bitches. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Zach. Anytime, we'll do this again, man, when we have more time. This was, we have a lot to get into, I feel like. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, we should definitely do another one. Yeah, we will. And I'll be here for some Yeah, sleep. you got to come yeah, in and yeah. do some new comp, for some, sure. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, awesome. brother. Thank you. Got it.